The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge, and it is time for our golf spectacular episode every single week, right here at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And I got to tell you, this is the first full-filled event of the entire year. It is the Sony Open. 19 of the 39 golfers who played a week ago have stayed over in Hawaii to play this week on a different island and a completely different course. A completely different uh, kind of player is going to do well here. It's a par 70 uh, layout. And so we've got a lot to tell you. Now we do best bets here. We do top 10s, top 20s, long shots, and also a little bit of DFS because I have two of the absolute best golf minds in the business as my partners. Let's bring him in right now. You know him. You love him. First and foremost, he is the counselor of cash, Mr. C. Najad. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon and good evening in the sense that we get another weekend of primetime golf, another four days of primetime golf, which I'm actually really excited about. I know we're not going to get much of it after this week, if any, but I'm excited for the Sony Open, but I'm excited to watch this thing unfold uh, during nighttime, during when it's dark. That's cool. It is very, very cool. And for those of you amateurs who live in the East, well, I suppose it would be cool. You don't get to see it very often. But those of us on the West Coast, I'm just kidding. Now, next, don't let his amateur status on Twitter fool you. The man's an absolute savage. Patrick McDonald, good afternoon. What's going on, gang? Uh, real honor to be with a couple pros like yourself. And uh, like Sia said, you know, primetime golf is fantastic, but I'm not going to lie. I like to get my eight hours of sleep. So hopefully <laughs> it'll be nice to wake up to some winners as well. That would be really nice because it is going to be full fledged 144 players. So we got a full morning wave and an afternoon wave, as Sia said, that will lead us right into the evening. All right, let's get right to it because we've got a lot to break down storylines that could affect the betting lines. And it's hard to believe, Sia, we're going to start with you. It's hard to believe that a 20-year-old who is now best friends with Jordan Spieth is your betting favorite this week. But it's true. Everybody loves themselves. Some of this guy, who am I talking about? You're talking about Tom Kim, formerly known as Young Kim. And frankly, he's on a trajectory where he's about to be called Tom Him. And then that's going to be <laughs> redefined as just him. And that's going to be redefined as the artist formerly known as him. He is literally on that trajectory. But 
it's a small sample size. So there's a big watch out there. This is a very popular guy. He's the betting favorite, like you say. In DFS, he's going to be the most popular guy because his price isn't prohibitive. And people think he has the best win equity in this tournament, which is probably true. But again, it's golf, right? So we really have to watch out. Things in golf in, in particular don't go as they seem. And we see that week to week. So I just think it's really interesting. Can this 20-year-old continue to rise like this now that all eyes are on him? And he knows that just as well as anybody. You're damn right he does. By the way, in the chat, Bruce said, such a pro, this Sia. You feel like you're a pro? Ah, oh, stop. Yeah, you just stop such a pro. It. Just stop. You make just a guy good. talking sports. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, will, I will say this. I've never understood. I know players can set their own schedule, but I've never understood, Patrick, going and playing in the Century Tournament of Champions and then not staying to play the next week at the Sony Open. And although it's different courses and it's a par 70, par 70, all that, but why would you go all the way over there and not play twice, especially when historically it says you could do pretty well? Talk to me. Not not only historically, but with this new PGA Tour schedule where these guys have to play three regular events, kind of the big hitters, the top 20 in the pip, you could easily knock one off really early in the year with the Sony Open. And like you said, uh, 19 out of 39 players from the Tournament of Champions are playing this week. And that that's uh, there's a big trend uh, for success when it comes to that. 17 out of the 24 winners of this uh, tournament, they had previously played in the Tournament of Champions, nine out of the last 11. And that could be twofold, right? You could say, well, these guys knocked off the rust. But the other side of the story is these guys were in the Tournament of Champions. And a lot of them are on that first page of the odd, odds board. Sia's boy, Tom Kim. Sung J.M., Jordan Spieth, defending champion, Hideki Matsuyama. So it's uh, it's a little bit of both. They got some reps under their belt, but they're also just the better players uh, in the end. That's what I'm saying. If you're one of the better players, stay over there. And now the purses are going up. Everything is going up. And this week led by Tom Kim and, as I mentioned, Jordan Spieth. Now, gentlemen, there's a player that got into this tournament that I want people to start thinking about as we head into the spring and head into the Masters. He got a Masters exemption. And I'm talking about the Order of Merit winner on the Japanese tour last year, Kazuki Higa. And this week, you're going to start to see he's 27 years old, so he's not super, super young. But, man, can this guy play? He won four times internationally in 2022. And so now people in America will get to see him for the very first time. And he will be teeing it up at the Masters. And I'm sure he is quite excited about that. All right, those are our storylines that could affect the betting lines. But here at the Early Edge Golf Show, and by the way, if you name it, you're going to get a cool $100 cold, hard cash. That's right. I didn't even tell the snake I was doing this. If you can name this show, just like Big Pick Energy Friday, I will send you $100. No strings attached. So, Patrick, let's start with you because I love sinking my teeth into a little daily fantasy, maybe a little weekly fantasy, whatever you want. Who do you like this week? Yeah, there, there's a bunch of options at the top uh, price range. I, I know Sia said that Tom Kim is going to be super popular, and I tend to agree. So I, I like Sung JM to start your lineups at uh, $10,300. He's probably going to be around 22 24% owned, but he's such an ideal fit for this golf course. He has second-place finishes at Sedgefield, Eastlake, and uh, he's kind of the guy I know I can rely on uh, when looking at the top. And other end of the spectrum, someone I'm fading at the top is Hideki Matsuyama at uh, 10100 mm. and And I understand he's the defending champion, but he spoke to the media last night. Uh, East Coast time, that is. And uh, he, he still has some concerns about his uh, his back. He says sometimes it just doesn't feel right. 
And if you're paying up for a guy over $10,000, you can't have re really any injury concerns. And I can't trust him at this moment. His ball striking has fallen off a cliff. Uh, last year, it took a career effort on the putting uh, surfaces to win that tournament. Had to come back from five strokes over the last nine holes over Russell Henley. And so I don't feel comfortable betting or uh, playing him in DFS. And then two mid-range guys in the 8K range. I love JJ Spawn this week. I think he'll be around 10% owned. His course history is abysmal. It's so, so, so bad. But this is a completely different JJ Spawn. He comes in off a T5 finish at the Tournament of Champions. And that trend, JJ Spawn had never played the week before. This is the first time he's playing back-to-back. -back. He's typically better in his second week out. And he's played well at uh, a few comp courses like Sea Island, uh, Mayakoba as well. And then JT Poston, another guy that played last week at $7,700. I got him around 10% owned as well. And he, pl he played well last week, T21. Not, not a great finish, but led the field in driving accuracy. The rough is up an inch this week compared to prior years, and that's going to be big. He, he bled strokes around the green and on the green. That typically doesn't happen for JT Post, and those are his strengths. And the ball striking is there, so I, I like him a bunch this week as well. I'll tell you right now, educate and entertain. These guys do the work that you do not want to do. Take that last 90 seconds. Let me know if you knew that. I doubt it. Now, I tell my friends all the time, Patrick McDonald is one of the smartest guys I know, and he'll understand why I say that when he sees my picks later in the show. We're very oh, simpatico. Now, see ya. Let me come over to you because I love me some Sunjay. I love me some JJ Spawn just like Patrick does. Who do you like this week as far as DFS is concerned? Yeah, by the way, a little note on J.J. Spawn. Really nice comeback story for him because you remember that he had a certain diagnosis, perhaps a misdiagnosis, but he was down and out for a few years. I, in fact, remember, maybe my recollection is bad here, but when COVID hit and the Outlaw Tour was the only show in town, which, by the way, you could play DFS with, J.J. Spawn entered one or two of those tournaments, and he didn't even do well in those. And so to see him now coming back and emerging as, as a top player, at least in this field, or at least, you know, a top 20 player potentially in this field, uh, it's just a really cool story. I think golf is full of cool stories. We just have to, you know, we just have to pick it because they're, they're there for the picking. Cameron Davis is a guy I like in DFS. He's going to be uh, somewhat popular at 8,500. That makes sense because you could easily make this guy, you know, 93, 9,200. But I just like his course fit here and, and I like his recent form. But also the track record here is very good, and that's certainly something I'm looking for. At 8,500, I think this is about as low as I would go when I'm calculating win equity. Yes, of course, people lower than Cameron Davis can win. But in terms of realistic chances to win, I think Cameron Davis is in the conversation, and you're getting him at 8,500. So I like him quite a bit. Guys in the 7K range that I like, Adam Svensson, I think this is a really good bounce-back spot from last week. He came off a pretty bad week pretty close to dead last, but he was seventh here last year. And I actually think he's a much better course fit this week at the Sony open than he was at the century tournament of champions. So again, I, I like the course fit. The wedge game is also very good for, for both him and Cameron Davis. And the next guy I'm going to say, Russell Knox at 7,200, mm -hmm. another guy that's probably mispriced and therefore has some popularity. So there are pivots in all of these ranges, of course, but Russell Knox fits the description. He's an accurate driver for one. The approach and putting play has been red hot, and you're going to want that here. The wedge play is great. There's nothing not to like about Russell Knox other than the fact that his name is Russell Knox, and you just don't imagine him as a guy that has any sort of win or perhaps top five equity. But he's 7,200 here. And so you, you don't really like if you top 20 at 7,200, you're probably paying off your price and then some. So those are the three guys I've got my eye on. 
It's funny because I'm just like you. I never think of Russell Knox other than maybe a head-to-head, you know, Mm -hmm. on an early Sunday morning before the leaders even come out. Funny story about Adam Svensson. True. Just about six weeks ago. That little event I played down in in Florida and Curtis Thompson, Lexi's brother, was our pro. We were going through one of the holes, and this young lady was there, and she was, like, doing a long drive hitting with the group, right? So he started talking to her. He's like, so how's your man doing? And she's like, oh, we got people calling all the time. All this stuff's coming to the house. And man, it's better than ever. I said, who are you talking about? He goes, Adam Spitson. That's his girlfriend right there. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, interesting. And so I got a little inside scoop without getting an inside scoop on what his 2023 is going to look like. So he's going to have a lot of new hats and shirts and maybe a little logo over here. You never know. So, Coach, that was when you were in Jupiter and you were so busy with the gossip that you yeah. forgot to call your boy Sia, who was just 60 miles south. Is no, that, I, that, that was that I Jupiter trip, I, right? It was, but I didn't forget. I just, <laughs> oh, I just didn't good do it. answer. Good answer. You, you walked right into see. that one. Walked right into that one. You nothing. <laughs> now, I will tell you, a year ago, you guys all know my son, JJ, and he loves him some golf. And we drove about 60 miles south. And I watched Will Zalatoris. From behind about 60 yards, have a chance to win and couldn't get the job done. And it was Luke List who came from behind that day and won in the dark in sudden death. So my question is this week, we all work at CBS this month, this year. Who's going to be the champion of the Farmers Insurance Open? Explore the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. I am pumped for the start of golf on CB. Yes. By the way, my first event I'm doing for PGA Tour Live, the players. I'm doing the players this year. I am pumped for That's awesome. Thank you. All right, let's get into our board for the week. And I got to tell you, I am pumped for this. And it's a very hard week to handicap because players have been off for a few weeks. They've been off for maybe a couple of months. And then they're coming back to here. So, see you in a job. The counselor of cash. We want to count a bunch of cash this week. So head-to-head matchups, we believe, is where your money is going to be made week to week to week. Start us off. Who do you like this week? Yeah, there's a few at some of the big books, DraftKings, Caesars, that that I have my eyes on. I'll start with K.H. Lee, minus 135 over Mackenzie Hughes. Now, listen, minus 135, there's some juice there, of course, but I think K.H. Lee is in a much better position over 72 holes to beat Mackenzie Hughes. The track record for both of these guys is a little sketchy, some good, a lot of bad, but K.H. Lee's recent form and course fit, I absolutely love. K.H. Lee, for the record, the approach and the putting have been very hot for him. And again, good course fit here being, you know, a relatively shorter hitter. Hughes, Mackenzie Hughes, he, if, you know, look at the strokes game metrics if that's what you want to look at. He hasn't done anything well other than putting. So, mm-hmm. and, and for the record, KH Lee and DraftKings, if you want to pay any attention to this, KH Lee is 8,700, Mackenzie Hughes is 7,500. So these guys are in very different tracks in terms of like the DraftKings pricing and the odds for that matter. And so I just think KH Lee at minus 135 is still pretty good value over Mackenzie Hughes. 
Uh, the next one, speaking of good value, listen, I, I concede that I don't, I'm not necessarily with everybody else that Tom Kim is just going to dominate these shorter courses that he is like, he is the man and you know, all this because it's golf and there's so many people in this field that are talented, but I like Keegan Bradley in this tournament. I do, but Tom Kim, I like more than I like Keegan Bradley. So again, I'm paying a little bit of juice here, minus 130, but it almost feels like a trap because I think this should be minus 150. And again, you know, cred to Keegan Bradley. I like him, but I'm getting Tom Kim exposure here. If I, if I want to fade him in DFS, which I may fade him certainly more than most people, give me, give me the head-to-head market. So I have like a dog in the fight when it comes to Tom Kim. The next one is going to be Cam Davis minus 115 over Billy Horschel. You know, there's, a, there's some sharp people I know that like Billy Horschel this week outright in, 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 in DFS, but I just think Cam Davis right now is the better player, especially with Billy Horschel, you know, audibly telling us that, He's got some issues with his swing that he was potentially not even going to play this tournament. I'm just going to take the edge I feel I have with that, with an emerging Cam Davis and a Billy Horschel who perhaps isn't optimal Billy Horschel right now. And at minus 115, don't mind the juice there. I'll throw in one more for day one. And this is kind of one where, you know, buyer beware, because this is plus 140 (laughs) for a reason. And if you don't want to take this bet, I totally get it. You know, like we we always say on the early edge, you know, we're going to give you the information behind the bets. You can decide whether you want to take it or not. But this one is Russell Knox plus 140 over Brian Harmon. I think Knox right now is kind of like a poor man's Brian Harmon. And I think over 18 holes plus 140 is a pretty good price. He's been great on approach and great with the putter. He's certainly missed price at 7,200. Now, Brian Harmon has been very good as well. Finishing positions have been very good, whereas, you know, Russell Knox doesn't really get you there. But it's one round. And plus 140 with Russell Knox playing as well as he is, I think I'm willing to dabble a little something on that. Full transparency, we never talk before the show because we don't want to influence each other's picks. And if somebody sends in a pick first, they get to play that pick. My favorite head-to-head matchup of the week, Sia, was Hmm. Tom Kim over Keegan Bradley. Love it. I I just think I can't believe we get it at minus 130. Totally agree. Part of the reason is Keegan's number two in the FedEx Cup standings because he won in the fall. But to me, that doesn't translate to better than him this week. I love Hmm. your explanation. And I love that play for minus 130. Patrick, big boy, you're up next. What do you got? We're going straight to Keegan Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like him. That's the thing. I just don't like him like I like Tom Kim. That's true. This could all work. It could yeah, all work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be Tom Kim, number one, Keegan Bradley, number two, way down the board, Mav McNeely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's really a ball striker versus putter. Mav's tee to green game is really unreliable. He, he was all putter during the fall, and I just can't trust someone like that especially on these greens where we've seen guys like Corey Connors putt very well here. Uh, Ball strikers and poor putters tend to pop up like a Tom Hoagie type as well. And so Keegan has a pair of T12s here the last three years. Uh, Something similar to that will get the job done over McNeely. And then I like Russ Henley, minus 115 over Hoagie. Obviously had the heartbreak finish last year to Hideki. He's won here in the past. Hoagie went went to the TCU-Georgia game, probably left around halftime to come back to Hawaii, get some reps in. But I, I understand the Irons were there uh, for him at Kapalua, but I, I don't really like the travel back and forth, and I think Henley's just a much better play in general. And then JT Poston, minus 120 over Harris English. English had, had that injury that he's coming back from in the fall. He, extremely volatile. He, he could triple bogey one hole, birdie three in a row. And JT Poston coming off a solid week last week. I, I like his floor a lot more. And like mm-hmm. you see, KH Lee 
I love him every which way this week. I, I unfortunately missed the number uh, with him in the outright market, so I had to pass. But minus 120 over an Adam Scott is a play I really like. And Brian Harmon, uh, over four rounds, you said this as well. The finishing positions have been really good for Brian Harmon. And Jordan Spieth, I understand he's won on short positional golf courses like Colonial or Harbortown last year, but there's just something off and one stroke here or there with with the putter where he misses a two and a half footer, those are going to add up eventually. And so he was actually two strokes worse in 2022 per tournament than 2021 with the putter, which is a massive difference. And so Brian Harmon's much more reliable and at minus 120, I'm, I'm willing to pay that price. And Spieth missed another 14-incher last week at some at one point uh, at the Century Tournament of Champions. The one thing I think when we look at all of our head-to-heads that this course demands and you have to be is a great iron player. Bombers do not come play this course because there's a lot of, of holes that are you know to the right and then to the left, and you can only hit it so far off the tee. And bombers don't like playing that. Taylor Montgomery is a bomber. I watched him play at the Farmers Insurance Open last year. And although he's a rising star, Keith Mitchell is a much better iron player than Taylor Montgomery. So, and then I, we talked about JJ Spawn. Don't need to last that over Alex Smalley. Um, he's a good player. Again, he's rising. But JJ Spawn, when you look at what he's done the last, I mean, T15, 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 T5, the man's a top 20 machine. And then I do like Speed this week. I watched him play last week. I thought he played pretty well. I thought his short game was on point. And this is as much about him, guys, as it is about Billy Horschel that I'm fading. I just don't think Billy's in really good form right now. And I think that he let a lot of the live golf stuff take a lot of his energy and his focus away. Now he's got to get back to focusing on golf. And that's what Speed did, I think, in the kind of the December when he played a lot, played in the father-son. So I don't think he is getting warm. I think he's warm now. So I like Speed this week, even though, Patrick, you do not. We'll see what happens. All right. That is the head-to-heads. Now it's time for our top 10s and top 20s. Better than most. And I clearly screwed up the first time because our man Snake did all the work and I just went right through the head-to-heads. <laughs> and I apologize for that. Uh, it's still a work in progress. Uh, so top 10 and top 20 markets. Patrick, let's start with you this time. Who do you like this week? I went pretty heavy in the head-to-head market with five plays, and, and so that's typically how I try to attack golf tournaments. I know last week was a little bit different with 39 players, but uh, for me, I just try to win my outright money and first-round leader money. I, I just assume that's a wash. I'm going to lose it, and I'm going to win it back with the head-to-head. So I, I steered clear of the top 20 and top 10 play, but I, I'll co-sign Sia's Russell Knox plus 360 uh, for top 20. I, I love Russ Knox this week as well, and uh, I, I think he's on to something there. And guess what? Patrick McDonald's is on to something. We tell you all the time, educate and entertain. Sometimes if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't like a certain thing, don't make the bet. Just don't make the bet. You don't have to force anything. Do what makes you feel comfortable. So, Sia, what do you like this week? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I talked about how three of these players, and I'll just list them real quick for those of you that are only listening. I've got Corey Connors plus 115, Cam Davis plus 170, Adam Svensson plus 260, and Russell Knox plus 360. Now, I already explained why I like three of those. We've touched on Corey Connors. Great course fit, in my opinion, with Corey Connors. He's actually my one and done on the first cut pod. Coach, you, you'll, you'll be happy to know. Um, but more importantly, he's he's got, well, just as important, he's got really good recent history here. But one thing to, to just remind everybody, when you're looking at these markets, I don't go into the top 20 market and be like, I, I, I wonder where these guys are at that I like. 
I scan the market and I see where I think there's value. And if these numbers, plus 115, plus 170, plus 260, plus 360, I think there's value on all four. I mean, I think Corey Connors not only should finish within the top 20, but I, I think he's got a really good shot finishing inside the top 15, top 10. So at a plus number, I think there's value there. And again, Cameron Davis, I mentioned how he was 8,500 in DraftKings and probably a little bit mispriced at plus 170. I mean, you're, you're approaching plus 200 for an emerging player with a player pool that at the top has Tom Kim and Sung JM as the best guys and then Hideki and Jordan Spieth. I think at this tournament, a guy like Cam Davis can compete with those types of players and certainly the players that are directly underneath those players. So again, Adam Svensson has a very good track record here. Um, I think he was seventh last year. He, I believe he didn't, he just win the RSM just a mm-hmm. month or two ago. Mm-hmm. I, again, he's a guy that, that certainly has some win equity, maybe, maybe not in this tournament, but to top 20, I think that's absolutely in play at plus 260. And then Patrick touched on Russell Knox. I, I think Russell Knox is another guy that's mispriced both in the betting market and the DFS market. He's emerging in a way that I don't think people are noticing. Can he crash and burn? Yeah, of course. But am I getting value at plus 360? The answer to that is also yes. And his game fits right into this course. It really does. He's a short hitter. He's a great mm-hmm. iron hitter, and he's a positional player. By the way, the top 10 from the RSM got into this event as well. It's hard to believe that was the last PGA Tour event, but it was. In the top 10, you get in the next week. Uh, real quick, Davis says, where do you find the head-to-heads on the books? Matchups are different everywhere on mine. Great question. We always get our head-to-heads from a major book. Two of mine are from Caesars. One is from DraftKings. Sia, you got yours from... Caesars and DraftKings. And, and coach, that is kind of a problem, right? Because head to heads are different in different books. And I noticed Johnny Boy asked us a question because he has a different one, Speed over Matsuyama. Just for the record, I do like that. I do like Speed over Matsuyama. But take the information. That's my whole point yeah. is that we give you all of this information, not just to hear ourselves talk. So if you have a different matchup, say, you know what? They said this about Speed and they said this about Hideki. And if that's your matchup, take that information for yourself. That's what you do. Patrick, mm-hmm. you got yours from? M- mine were all DraftKings. Use all DraftKings. There you go. All right. So there you go, David. But uh, it, there's a lot more consistency over the weekend in round threes and round fours because usually they bet against the player they're playing with. So the tournament matchups a little different. Weekends, you'll have a little more consistency. All right. <clears throat> My two plays very quickly. You saw J.J. Spawn. I told you, Patrick, I love me some J.J. Spawn this week. Four straight top 20s including a T5 last week at the Century Tournament of the Champions, and then Sun JM, plus 150. The dude is arguably, with Colin Morikawa, with the best iron player on tour. You give me him at plus 150 in this field, I'm going to take it all day long. And plus, the man is happy. He, he, he has a house. I believe he just got married. There's a lot of tour players that just got married. What Strokes game to home life. <laughs> Strokes game home life. Everyone knows. No doubt. Yeah. By the way, you know, you guys know I mentioned the whole Tom Kim situation. You guys heard that he had Christmas dinner with the mm-hmm. Spieths, right? You heard that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently Spieth's kid, apparently Tom Kim, he said he's like his big brother. He's like the the whisperer, he calls him. Like he lo- his little baby loves Tom Kim. I mean, they are really close to the same age, so I guess there's that. All right, it is t- time of the show. Who's going to be raising the trophy and the big check come Sunday? A win for the ages. Oh, give me some Nance. Oh, give me some Nance. All right, see you, Najad. All right, now, if you don't just have to play one player. If you do it strategically, you can play several different players to win. But give me some that you like this week to be there come Sunday. 
Yeah, well, I'll start with the first guy here. You know, I have a bet on him, but I'm not the only one that has a bet on Corey Connors at plus 2,200. Jake, can we see? Uh, There we go. What is that? So this guy, Coach, you want to tell the story here? No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, this guy apparently bet on Corey Connors and thought it was appropriate. I don't know. Maybe it is. (laughs) I wouldn't have done it. Uh, He thought it was appropriate to show his betting slip to Corey Connors on the range. To me... And I think you guys agree. Isn't that just a gigantic jinx? Like, I would never want the guy I bet on to know that I bet on him because now he's got it in his head, potentially. I don't know. But the point is, I'm not the only one that likes Corey Connors this week. That random person who I assume tweeted that uh, also likes Corey Connors. And now Corey Connors knows that. At plus 2,200, I thought it was a fair number. It's been bet down a little bit. I think you probably could have got it at a better number earlier. But again, don't mind that number. Cam Davis, we talked about him at length. Plus 3,500, I, I do think is a good number. Then I took some shots here. Emiliano Grillo, not, not a guy that I'm really – and same with Denny McCarthy. So Grillo is 5,500. Denny McCarthy plus 6,000. These are guys I'm not really playing in DFS. But I do think they have the type of upside where they could surprise us and maybe top 20, but maybe even win this thing. We've seen Denny McCarthy's upside as early as last year. And Emiliano Grillo, this seems like a great course for him. And the putter has started to come around for him, or at least it did late last year. So I think Grillo, I think those numbers with Grillo and Denny McCarthy are solid. And then again, I'm just going to be an Adam Svensson guy this week and at plus 7,000. I'm happy to take that number. Oh, that's worth a sprinkle for damn yeah. sure. Worth a sprinkle. By the way, quick trivia question. Do you guys know the last player to repeat at this event? Period. Jimmy no. Walker. Jimmy Walker. Ooh. Do you know what his odds are to win this week? Uh, 600. How about plus 60,000? Plus 60,000. Is that 600 to win? 600, 600 to, to one. one. Yeah, same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's hard for me to do that math and make the Yes, yes. 600 to one. Patrick was correct. I'm an idiot. 600 to one. Oh, how the mighty have fallen in just eight years. Just eight years. 600 to one. I would say it's worth a sprinkle, but I don't, I don't think it is at that number, to be honest with you. No offense, <laughs> I- Jimmy. I think it's worth a sprinkle in the DFS market, perhaps. If you just want to dip down to that low 6K range, just throw Jimmy Walk in your lineup. It makes sense. He's got experience here, shorter course. It makes sense. This is Sandra Herrera from Attacking Third, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Golasso Network dedicated to all things women's soccer. With the NWSL expanding to 14 teams, the 2024 season promises to be bigger and better than ever, and Attacking Third will be along for the ride from start to finish. Before that, though, we'll be all over the CONCACAF W Gold Cup, where the U.S. Women's National Team is looking to clinch silverware on home soil. We'll also be keeping tabs on the winter transfer window, the Women's Super League, the UEFA Women's Champions League, and elsewhere. Coming to you multiple times a week with game previews, recaps, analysis, breaking news, exclusive interviews, and more, Attacking Third is your one-stop shop for the best coverage of the women's game. Download, follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe to Attacking Third. Grab your VIP pass. We're delving into the secretive world of Formula One. Formula One. Behind the scenes with two of the sport's biggest names, Mercedes and Williams. This is not coal mining, this is Formula One motor racing. As they build their new cars. We want to be so much further ahead. We are in permanent racing mode. And face shocking headlines. Here's Lewis Hamilton moving away from Mercedes. I'm Joseph Fiennes and this is F1, back at base. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Great point. Great point. All right, Mr. McDonald, tell me why you like, and you have uh, a couple of players that are the same as C. Oh, wow. 
Cool. Yeah, yeah. This has been uh, Sia has been honking the horn on Cam Davis all all show long. So thirty five to one, I, I like that number as well. And uh, I've already talked about JJ Spawn, JT Poston at forty five and fifty to one, and Grio just like Sia as well. And he, he had a really good fall. He had two top five finishes there. One at the Sanderson. He had a really bad triple bogey late in that uh, final round. He easily could have won that tournament. I think a lot of people forget about that. And then he played well at the Zozo Championship as well in Japan. That's another tight tree line course where you got to be accurate off the tee. And like Sia said, the putter for someone like Grio who could not putt for years, the putter is back and he's putted these greens well throughout the years. So, and my final guy is uh, Hayden Buckley at 80 to one. I'm not sure I'd, I'd play him at this price, to be honest with you. He opened at 130 at uh, some places in. He's been fantastic off the tee. It's his first start of the year. He has a ton of upside for a sophomore. Uh, second second start on, or second season on the PGA Tour, and he T12'd here last year. But I, I write on, an article on Sportsline that's dropped every Monday. I, I liked the price when it came out. I figured I'd share my thoughts as well. But uh, Hayden Buckley, 81, to round it out. I called one of his featured groups last year, and it may have been the worst round of golf that he ever played. It was like, it it was awful. (laughs) awful. (laughs) So I was like, how does this guy, how's he on the PGA Tour? But he's had a really good 2022. It's not a bad pick. You know, it's not a bad pick at all. Now, we don't, I do not need to say anything more about JJ Spawn. We've beaten that horse to death. And Spieth, we've talked about that. But Patrick, a little story that I had no idea that you and Russell Henley, had so much in common. Do tell. Well, I'm more of a, me and C are more of a, a Weston. Um, what are the really nice hotel brands? <laughs> Omni. Omni. The, the Ritz Carlton. Ritz St. Regis. That's where we feel comfortable. Russell Henley. Do you know where he stayed before he won the Sony Open? His first start ever on the PGA Tour? I, I don't know this trivia question. Well, it's got to be a Holiday Inn Express. Damn right it was. Holiday Inn Express. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That's what I think of when I think of Patrick McDonald. He knows a about a lot of things because <laughs> he stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. And almost, true. Yeah, go ahead. No, true story. Before I took the Virginia bar exam, which this would be back in 2003, that where like all the law students were staying, like I was late to booking, so I couldn't stay there. So I had to stay at a Holiday Inn Express. Let me tell you, and this is no joke. I walked into that bar exam fully confident. Holiday Inn Express. There's really? some magic there. I passed. Wow. I love the free breakfast at Holiday Inn Express. And Russell <laughs> Henley, do you know where he had, ate every meal? Like not non-breakfast meal. California Kitchen. Ooh, California Kitchen, CPK. Hmm. One of us does a lot of research for the show. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. So those are my three winners for this week. All right, we've got one more segment before we get the hell out of Dodge and wait for the first tea time on Thursday morning. We call this the Long Shots. Creative, Snake. Very, very <laughs> creative. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> this could be this could be anything. This could be a first round leader. This could be somebody with long odds. This could be uh, a a winning wire to wire. There's a lot of different what we call exotic bets you can make in the world of golf if you so choose to. So, see in a shot. What do you like this week, and which angle are you taking here? Yeah, I'm taking the first round leader angle because I do that every week. And somehow, especially over the last, I don't know, 12 to 18 months, I've been hitting these at kind of a weird rate. So let's just see where it goes this year for this show. I mean, I, I encourage everybody to to sort of take these with a, a grain of salt when it comes to 
your betting sizes. These are more fun bets. If you happen to hit them, that's fantastic. But we're really looking to bet in the head-to-head market, the top 20 market, maybe a couple outrights. Nonetheless, first round leader. Listen, we talked about Cameron Davis at 50 to one. I do like that. Mad McNeely, a guy I'm not really playing this week in DFS, but I've seen him get hot on the, on this course. He doesn't appear to be a very good course fit. I don't like him over four rounds, but we know he can be a flat out scorer and he's done mm-hmm. it here before. So I'll take Maverick McNeely at plus 5,500. Andrew Putnam, just a great course fit. Approach putter. I like him in DraftKings. I, I just think he's a very good course fit and could absolutely have a very hot round one. Adam Svensson, we've talked about. Patton Kazai is another guy. I'm not, I might play a little bit in DFS, but I don't really like over four rounds necessarily. But he's got elite history here with three top 15s and a win. And this is a guy that can really string birdies together as well. So I think Patton Kazire at 90 to one is pretty great value. I think Patton Kazire is almost like your prototypical round one guy that you don't yeah. trust over four rounds. Yeah, because he gets tired. Go to the gym. (laughs) One thing I do here, if you're wondering at home, how do I play five? What I do is normally, if I have five or six like these, I chop them up inside of one unit. Meaning if you have five, then you put 0.2 units on each one of these plays. So the whole thing would be one unit. That way you can keep it small. It's fun. And you're not losing more than just one unit, whatever your size is, on this fun bet. I think it's a smart way to do it. All right. Now, Patrick McDonald, you've kind of gone the same angle with a couple of different names. Talk to me. Yeah, just to echo your point, I tend to do like a 20 to 1 ratio. So if, if you hit one, you know, every couple months, you're making money back. Uh, and so it's it's the Cam Davis week, clearly, from this show. And, and I'm co-signing CEO once again, 50 to 1. I love that price, but let's not forget JJ Spawn. That's that's you and me, coach. I'm simpatico with both of you. That's why I'm in the middle right now. Uh, so I like him 60 to one. He was first round leader last week on a course that probably shouldn't have been a nice fit for him, uh, but but he was still able to put, post the lowest uh, first round. And then Grio, once again, 66 to one. I think it's a hair long. I probably mm-hmm. would have made it around 55, 60 to one. And so I'm getting a, a few extra points there uh, on a guy who I like to win in. Uh, I don't think there's too much of a wind advantage tomorrow. It might actually calm down as the day progresses, but there, there might be some morning dew and the softer putting surfaces will be uh, kind of lenient to darts and good approach play early. By the way, what did you guys make of JJ Spawn's Hawaiian shirt untucked look last week? Did you like it? Not like it? I'm all in. Notice it? I'm all in. Really? Oh, yeah. Looked, Ricky Fowler like did it a while back there, too, and it was yeah. a huge uproar. It looked like they were going to a luau and been playing 18 holes of golf afterwards. That, that's what it looked like, like to me. Uh, all right, I'll wrap things up about three weeks ago because, Patrick, as you know, I get asked to be on a lot of golf shows. They like my expertise. And I was on a show with Brandon Matthews' wife. It's called Swing It and Ding It uh, out of – Philadelphia. My man, Harry Mays is the crew. They're, they're incredible. She is part of that group and he is starting his PGA tour career this week. He is in most circles considered the longest hitter or one of the longest hitters on the entire PGA tour and his numbers this week. I could not believe them. You can get a top 20 at plus 1400. You can get a top 10 at plus 4,000. Thousand. He also has the same odds as Jimmy Walker, 600 to one to win the entire tournament. I may sprinkle just because I want to see him do well. He's one of those corn fairy tour players that's coming over to the PGA tour. And I'm telling you, these players show up ready to go, just like Russell Henley did in his very first start coming off the corn fairy tour a few years ago at this very tournament. 
you can't get better information than right here. So those are all of our picks. We like to end every one of our shows asking my guys, what's the number one most important thing you're looking for this week? And in golf, it's very, very, very important to use for this week or perhaps into the future. Patrick, we'll start with you. I think this week, unlike last week, uh, there's going to be wind. Uh, Kapalua the last couple of years has really died down. But uh, if you're targeting matchups and there might be a wind advantage one wave, one wave or another, that's a potential way to get a Friday payday for you. So we're finally starting to get into waves and full fields. And so that's that's a fun way to attack uh, some of these head-to-head markets if you're kind of tossed up between two players is someone might have a morning tea time on Thursday when it's calm and then it's calm Friday afternoon and vice versa. So I would just keep an eye on that. Just do a little bit of research, a little bit of work to see what Patrick is talking about. See ya. Talk to me. Yeah, I've got a, a bit more of a global take in terms of what I'm looking forward to. It, it, it starts with Tom Kim, and then it kind of filters down with with some people leaving for live. And I kind of beat this drum last week, too. You know, there's guys like Tom Kim who we hadn't heard of two years ago that are all of a sudden just people that people are fawning over to bet and to watch. And I think there's so many more guys, including guys in this field, that are going to emerge in the, in a similar way as Tom Kim in terms of just fan appeal and being good at golf that, you know, things we didn't necessarily anticipate. I'm just looking forward over the next few terms to see who emerges sort of in that echelon of golfers. And if we are paying attention to that, we could get some really nice paydays. Because we've seen, haven't we, guys, mm-hmm. the last couple of years that players like Colin Morikawa or Victor Hovland, before the sports books catch up to them, they cash some pretty big tickets. And so if we keep in our eye, people watch this show, and we'll give you the names. We'll try to educate you as much as we possibly can. But there's going to be some players that show up on leaderboard. You're going to say, who is that? And I'm telling you, they've been chopping it up on the Corn Ferry Tour. They don't get a lot of attention. We will give them attention. All right, gentlemen, another good show by you. Now, with that being said, do not forget, coming up at the top of the hour, Early Edge and 5, if you're watching live here on a Wednesday. If not, we're here every single Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time with me, Sia, and Patrick. There's only one thing left to do, and I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, love them all. Counselor Cash. Amateur status, Patrick McDonald's. I am the coach. Tell all your friends, it doesn't matter the sport. It doesn't matter the day. We're here every single day since December of 2020. And we're going to be here until the end of time. Because that's what we do. Especially in golf. At the early edge. Good luck. Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where are the roommates? This is a huge night. I want the truth from you. Hashtag cyber sleuths. The Idaho murders now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.